A scripture reading from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The beginning of a new year. It's an opportunity to restart. Over the next four weeks in worship, we will be looking at how we can restart our relationship with God, with ourselves, with others, and with our resources. You have heard us say that the mission of Brexville UMC, which we uncovered last year, is to create safe spaces to grow with God and with one another. To accomplish this, to really be able to grow in our faith together, we need to recognize how important it is to be in relationship with each other. And January is the perfect time to consider how we're doing in our relationships. What's going well? What could use a little tune-up? Where do we need to recommit ourselves to learning and growing? As part of their work, our vision team created questions, and they called them measures, to help us know how we are doing with living into our mission and our values of honest worship, joyful gathering, lifelong learning, courageous inclusion, and determined service. Today, we will focus on lifelong learning. The conversation will continue this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We will gather via Zoom to discuss each week's questions and support and encourage one another as we grow. And this will go on all through the month of January. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So let's pray. God, we devote ourselves to you by renewing the covenant, the promise you made to humanity so long ago. Because you are our God, and we are your people. Enlarge our faithfulness, our trust, our commitment, and our love, so that we may graciously uphold our side of the deal. Help us always to recognize your presence and your blessings throughout our journey. Help us to also recognize our faith friends whom you have put into our lives. <clears throat> Help us to nurture and encourage each other to know you better, and to grow ever closer to you. Amen. That prayer begins with us telling God that we will devote ourselves to God by renewing our covenant. And that's what I want to talk to you about today and offer to all of us some ways in this new year that we can focus our energy and our intentions into doing just that. But first... What is a covenant compared to a contract? Contracts are important, 
in this world. It's where two parties say what they're willing to give and what they're willing to receive, and if either party doesn't live up to their part of the commitment, that contract can be dissolved. A covenant, though, is different. A covenant is something we make with God. And with a covenant, humans don't set the terms. God does. And it's not just that God sets the terms. God is also with us to help us live up to and into those terms. Sometimes, though, even with God's help, we as humans don't live up to our side of the covenant. And that's okay. That's where God's grace comes in, in giving us a second chance and a third chance and sometimes a hundred and third chance. There's one thing about a covenant. God never breaks God's side of the covenant. God will always keep God's side. God will always be committed to loving us and helping us and giving us strength and guidance and grace, all that we need in life if we just choose to reach out and take it. I like this quote from religious writer Frederick Buechner about God's grace and presence in our lives, and I quote, the grace of God means something like, here is your life. You might never have been, but you are, because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It's for you I created the universe. I love you. There's only one catch. Like any other gift, the gift of grace can be yours only if you'll reach out and take it. Maybe being able to reach out and take it is a gift too. And I end his quote there. Our values are ways that Brexville UMC is committed to growing together as a community, giving you the resources that you need to live out the Christian faith in your daily life. The measures that I had mentioned that were part of our visioning are the questions that help us consider how we're doing as a part of this community of faith, as a follower of Christ. Are we growing? Has our faith life become stagnant? Are we on the right track? How can we continue to move forward or take the next steps? So our overall vision statement with today's value inserted into it would read like this. I will create safe spaces to grow with God and one another by tending to my lifelong learning. And then we can ask these questions, which will help us discern whether we're keeping our side of the covenant with God. Am I engaged in exploring my faith with others? Am I actively seeking to grow in my personal relationship with God? Am I reflecting my spiritual growth into my daily life? So let's look at these questions together. First, am I engaged in exploring my faith with others? Well, are you part of a group, either within Brexville UMC or outside of this church, with another group of faith friends? There is nothing quite so grounding as being in a group with others who are willing to openly share their faith and listen to you in both your struggles and in your moments of clarity. Being part of a small group or an accountability group helps to shape and enrich your faith 
by being with others who care deeply about you. We can trace the history of small groups, well, probably all the way back to Jesus and his disciples, a small group that stayed together and talked faith all the time. But it was John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, who gave the world one of the most effective models for growing in faith through community and fellowship. Wesley believed that there was no personal holiness without social holiness, group gathering. He provided the framework to help people grow in holiness of heart and life. And although we don't use Wesley's exact language anymore, we do have our own versions of what he referred to as societies, classes, and bands. Societies were much like our Sunday morning classes, Sunday evening classes, Wednesday evening Bible study, our monthly Asbury Bremoth circle. There's, these are just some of the chances that we have here at this church to gra- gather in larger groups to learn. We have um, these more adult, all adult opportunities, but there's always the chance to learn too with younger children by teaching them. Are you part of a community uh, in this church where you sit with younger people? If you are, you know there is truly no better way to learn the Bible, to learn the stories, to learn the concepts, than to prepare yourself to teach that story or concept to someone else. If you're not participating in one of those groups, but you would like to, I know who you can talk to. Perhaps this new year is a great time for you to make a commitment to yourself to join Faith Friends and learn. Do you have a topic you want to learn more about? A book you want to read and discuss with others? Let us know and we can help make that happen. For John Wesley, the gathering that was most influential though to our faith growth was what he called the class meeting. These meetings may have begun with that familiar Wesleyan quote, how is it with your soul? These groups, which maybe had 10 or 12 members met weekly and the members were of diverse age, gender, social standing and spiritual readiness. Wesley wanted the classes to represent a cross-section of Methodism. Also, classes provided a place for believers to accept people from various social backgrounds, and this helped break up the rigid class standards of 18th century England. The leaders would share honestly about the struggles and personal experiences. Perfect love was the goal of the class meeting. And bands, according to Wesley, were very similar, but they were more homogeneous in their makeup. We currently at this church only have one accountability group that meets weekly to share how they experience God or perhaps missed God in their daily life. These men also hold each other accountable to continue learning and growing on the days that they are not meeting. There is just one group right now, but we would love to see others join together and create their own small groups and hold each other accountable to faith growth and to love each other through the struggles. And I know some of the people from that one group that we do have would love to help you launch your own small group. So if you're interested in that, let us know. Other opportunities await you here. I can't say enough about our two Lectio Divina groups that meet weekly one on Monday mornings 
and the other on Tuesday evenings. We center our minds on one bit of scripture, reading it, meditating on its meaning in our lives. We share with one another how God is speaking to us while also having that opportunity to hear how God is working in the lives of the others in our group. It has been life-changing for me, and I know others in the group would agree. Not only have we come to understand the scripture and God's movement in our life more clearly, but we have found a safe space to share our struggles and our doubts. These are some of the ways that we grow in community. But there's also the question that we ask in our vision statement about personal growth and reflecting on faith in our daily life. In this new year, do you want to make a commitment to daily reading of scripture or devotion? Perhaps you'd like to begin spiritual direction or try some exercises to help you see God in all things. We encourage you to make this commitment and we want to be there with you all along the way. The more intentional we are in growing our faith, the better we become at knowing God and the more we can see the grace with which God helps us live into our covenant promise. Think of a way that you want to grow in your faith this year. And we look so forward to being with you on that journey. Now back in 1755, John Wesley held the first of what would now be called the Covenant Renewal Service. A time of recommitting to God and taking seriously how we grow in our faith. Since then, this service has been repeated numerous times, especially on this, the first Sunday of January. Today, United Methodist churches all over the world are reflecting on how they can grow in their faith with God and with one another. Please join me in, join me in the contemporary Wesleyan covenant prayer that our brothers and sisters are saying all over the globe this morning. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. We have now come to that time in the service with, uh, where we will lift up prayers. And I need to get one thing quick. Oh, sorry, missed a song. <laughs> Oh, Lord of 
had quite a few prayers coming in. Um, Shelley asks for prayers for Marianne with constant dizziness. Trinity asks for prayers for her friend's grandmother who is fighting COVID and is in the hospital. Shelley asks for prayers for Lily and her husband Tom who have been hospitalized with COVID. Shelley asks for prayers for Denise and her family also suffering with COVID. Elena asks uh, for prayers for her old nursing preceptor. And I can't pull up the rest of that. Um, probably dealing with, with an illness as well. Uh, Linda asks for prayers for Keith, who was hospitalized this past week. And asks for uh, healing prayers for Pastor Heidi and her family. Max asks for prayers that COVID just weakens and disappears. Amen. Uh, Shelley asks for prayers for her sister Barb with bronchitis and sinusitis. Donna asks for prayers um, for, for Pastor Heidi and also for Melanie's son, Adam, who also has COVID right now. Uh, Dana asks for prayers for our kids, students, and young adults as they head back to school and for the teachers and the professors as well as everyone is just learning to adjust and pivot in this, these times. Uh, Kim asks for prayers for Ryan, who is getting over COVID and for everyone else who has it. Uh, Sam asks for prayers for uh, her father as he continues to battle cancer. And uh, Kathy asks for prayers for her sister-in-law, Susan, who has been in the hospital and is recovering from COVID. And uh, the Watkins family asks for prayers for their brother-in-law, Wes, who is in the hospital with COVID. So we have had uh, just so many who are, are dealing with, who are hopefully recovering from, and who are being treated. And we also just keep in our hearts uh, healthcare workers who are working so hard uh, to try to bring health back and bring some stability back and comfort families along the way. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of life, for the gift of your Son, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lead us through the trials, the suffering, and sorrow, the challenges and struggles, the tired times and dark places. Be with those who weep or cannot sleep, who have no peace, who seek release. Lead us with grace, with love, with peace. Fill us with hope, with patience, with stamina. Transform us in your image, in your son, in your name. 
Transform us to grow, to understand, and to see. Transform us that we can be made whole. And in wholeness, may we be the hands and heart of Christ. Now with the confidence, we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Against all hate we stand. 
as we leave here, it is our hope that you will take God with you into the world, living into what we've been talking about today. Plan to join our small group study on Wednesday to share and discuss how we are living into the measures we talked about the previous Sunday. This will be happening on Zoom so you can join your faith friends safely from the comfort of your own home. We are very excited to offer a hymn sing class beginning January 16th right here in the sanctuary at 11 a.m. immediately following the 10 a.m. service. You will have the chance to hear some background information about your favorite hymns and then sing them too. And Sue Ellenberger will be here with Michaela and Sean and they will lead you through this fun class. Um, do you want to get yourself a set of good old fashioned offering envelopes? Um, to place your weekly offering into. Just give Melissa a call in the office anytime this week and ask her to put you on the list. The envelopes are printed by a small Ohio print company and they will arrive here in mid-January. Uh, your bulletin, our social media, our website also include many other ways to grow and serve and build God's, God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now let us receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>